Hello everyone and welcome to the show. As always, I am your host, Mike. And today I want to discuss something that uh, I've been discussing with uh, a number of people, um, my wife included. And it's something that was kind of bothering me. You see, I decided at one point to try and rank all of my uh, Star Trek shows in uh, ranking from most liked to least liked. And I ran into a bit of an issue. You see, uh, when I was a kid, the first time I was exposed to Star Trek was the original series. Believe it or not, I'm not that old. I wasn't around when it first aired in the 60s. But it was uh, in syndication and was being ran as reruns on the local TV station that uh, we had access to at the time. And so I grew up watching the adventures of Captain Kirk, Dr. Bones, Spock, Scotty, Ohura, all of them. And that was my really big introduction to Star Trek. And then one day it went away and was replaced by the next generation. Sleeker looking ship and uniforms, a brand new crew, a new dynamic really. Far different from what the original series was like. And over time, I really grew to enjoy The Next Generation to the point where I'd have to say in my list of favorite Star Trek shows, I would have to rate The Next Generation as my most liked, followed by the original series, and then closely followed by Deep Space Nine. I would then follow that up with, from Deep Space Nine to uh, Voyager. It has its moments of cringe, I think. And then I would follow that with Enterprise. But that left me the question of where would something like, say, Star Trek Discovery and now Star Trek Picard because for the longest time Enterprise was my least liked show. Uh, season one had you know a good head of steam on it, looked like it was going in a good direction and then season two I think is when it really started to nosedive especially with the direction of the writing and it was going off in a direction that I thought was uh, fairly stupid Let's just be perfectly blunt. But I was still left with this thought, where where would Star Trek Discovery and then Star Trek Picard fall into that particular list? And up until that point, I hadn't watched either one. And then I started watching Star Trek Discovery, and I found... A lot to dislike. An absolute lot to dislike. I did not like the character that in season one they really put forefront as the main person we're going to be following through the show, which was Michael Burnham. I did not like that character. I actually despise that character quite a bit. The fact that the character of Michael Burnham is such 
a shit-witted... Oh, I hated that character. Oh, man. The character does not endear herself to the audience. On Quite honestly, I do not care. In fact, I actively root during the first season that bad things happen to Michael Burnham be, and just to get that character out of the show completely. And season one left me with the thought of this is possibly the worst thing I have ever seen. And I was pretty comfortable with putting Star Trek Discovery right after Enterprise. Enterprise did far better job than Discovery did, in my opinion. I'm sure there are people who do like it, and I... You know, that's your, you're entitled to that opinion, but uh, don't argue with me because this is my opinion. And my opinion, my opinion is, is that this show is, it's just awful. Awful writing, awful acting, awful character creation, creation of awful characters that I don't give a shit about. And that doesn't seem to be changing at any point, so... Moving on, then came the announcement of the show Star Trek Picard. And unlike some fans, I was actively dreading this show. And the reason I say I was actively dreading it, while others were willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, was that thus far, every new Star Trek property that was coming out was an abysmal failure, in my opinion. It was just awful. But I held off any kind of real uh, critique on it because I it hadn't come out yet. I don't know what direction it was going. And then finally I sat down and I was able to watch, once they all had come out, all of the episodes, all ten, of Picard. Wow. And not in a good way. I don't think I have been quite so confused by the direction of a show or so infuriated at the direction that it went in a long, long time. I'm not a Star Trek super fan. I'm not a tre- I'm not a Trekkie. I don't go to conventions. I don't dress up. I don't do any of that shit. I just enjoy good stories and good storytelling. And Star Trek Picard is none of those things. I do not know what the showrunner personally thought he they, they were doing. I do not know in the direction they were taking. The idea... Okay, so let's start again. Let's just... Okay. Here's my first problem. The first problem is the idea, the reintroduction of all of the modern-day... Uh, problems and vices that never made the appearance in Star Trek 
lore in any of the previous shows. What I mean, if you since you ha- if you haven't seen the show, this is what I mean. Uh, in Star Trek, we are told over and over again that humanity has evolved out of a number of things. Uh, poverty has been completely eliminated on Earth. That the idea of accumulating wealth is no longer the primary driving force of human society. Uh, Things such as uh, addiction is no longer a major issue or concern in human society anymore. The idea of racism and of xenophobia is no longer something that humanity embraces by and large. And yet, you get to Star Trek Picard, and the showrunner decided that, uh, oh, oopsie-daisy, really, no, the whole thing, all of that ugliness of our current society and of our past societies, no, no, they're still there full force. It was just because I thought the lore of the other shows made everything sound like it was too perfect. And you can't have conflict in something with perfection. Now, I have a real problem with this statement, this argument, on why he did what he did. The reason being is that we had, in the various shows, we've seen corruption. We've seen the shady underhandedness of individuals within Starfleet, within the Federation. We've seen this, this kind of backroom, smoke-filled backroom politicking, as well as overt things such as espionage, assassination, potential genocide in the case of Deep Space Nine. And yet, somehow, he thought that this was all just perfect. It's not perfect. There are still issues. Because humans are imperfect, and the organization's working as best they can, and exemplified by various individuals to the highest ideals, not everyone does that. Uh, We can look back to the example within the next generation with... uh, the episode Pegasus, in which a Starfleet admiral is looking for a lost his lost ship. That ship was had been equipped with an experimental uh, phasing cloak, something that the Federation had signed a treaty with the Romulans stating they would not develop such a thing. Now. He's doing this in violation of treaty stipulations. But he and members of Starfleet Intelligence are 100% backing him that this is something that should be done, that should be taken into account, that we really need to get this done, but we need to keep it on the down low. Does that sound like the perfect society that this 
Stark Picard's showrunner is talking about. It doesn't sound like it to me. It sounds like, much like any other kind of large, nebulous organization, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. So the idea that you can't have some kind of conflict and still stay true to the settings that the previous shows have had, I find to be not just a weak argument, but I find it to be asinine. And I really do mean asinine because that just shows that you have no real idea of the lore of the previous shows, that you've never cared to look deep enough to actually see what it is, what these complexities are. You're only taking a surface-level glance. You're not taking that deep dive. And that I find that infuriating. But back to what I was talking about, which is where I would list things. And I would have to say that Star Trek Discovery, for all of its incredible glaring flaws and infuriating characters and bad writing, is still a Star Trek TV show. It still has enough of that original formula of Star Trek for me to lump it in as Star Trek. It's a bad Star Trek show. I will make no bones about it. It is a bad show. Far worse than what Enterprise ended up doing. But then we come to that last bit. Star Trek Picard. Where does it list? Clearly it must list below Discovery. And it doesn't. The reason being is that I don't think Star Trek Picard is a Star Trek show. It isn't. It's more akin to a ripoff of Firefly or Farscape than it is Star Trek. It's a run-of-the-mill, really badly done ripoff of generic sci-fi. You know, you could. There are so many other shows that would be far. You'd be far better served to watch than Star Trek Picard. But if you're a Star Trek fan, yeah, no, it's not a Star Trek show. Not in my opinion. Oh, that's depressing. Get some coffee. So yeah, I mean, Star Trek Picard, it's just... It's a waste of my time. It's it's a waste of this fandom's time. I don't see it being worth watching ever again. If you want, if you really want sci-fi, that kind of sci-fi that Star Trek Picard is trying to do with a badly done veneer of Star Trek, because it's it doesn't do the lore. It just it's a cynically painted on veneer of Star Trek. If you want an honest sci-fi show that will fill that void, I would probably go with Firefly. I would go with Farscape. I would go with The Expanse. The Expanse is actually really, really good. And I find it a fascinating watch 
for anybody, really, if they're into sci-fi. Does it have aliens? Well, I can't really say without spoiling stuff. Let's just say it is exciting. And it has a lot of, you know, drama. It has some, you know, dark comedic moments. It has action. It's a good show to watch. I recommend it. Highly do. Farscape's a lot of fun to watch. And Firefly, always a cult favorite. Star Trek Picard. Oh, that show. Honestly, I would say if you're curious, if you're really curious, I would find a way to watch it without having to pay CBS to get all access. I really would. CBS does not deserve your money for that pile of shit. And the showrunners... I'm not going to say the showrunners or actors or anybody needs to be... Uh, lambasted because they're really looking for some kind of engagement positive or negative it doesn't matter so long as they're getting some kind of engagement I would probably recommend this if uh, you think it's a terrible show you've seen it or you've see, heard people talk about it and seen reviews on it so on and so forth and you find it just abysmal for whatever reason. I would... The one thing that they really don't want you to do... Don't talk about it. They pretend like it doesn't exist. I'm trying to pretend it doesn't exist. That's why it's not on, on any list of Star Trek shows. At all. I won't even list it with... If I were to rank bad Star Trek. Just bad Star Trek episodes, show, whole shows, seasons, what have you. Picard will not feature in any of them because to me, Star Trek Picard is a cynical cash grab by CBS and done by a showrunner who has no idea of what it is he is doing with the IP that he was given. Honestly, it goes with those bad sci-fi TV shows that no one really thinks about. I would much rather watch Space Above and Beyond. How many of you guys have actually know about that show or even heard of it, let alone watched it? I bet very, very few of you actually know the name, that particular show. Space above and beyond. That one I would rat. I would watch all day, every day. I wouldn't even consider Star Trek Picard. And it's a shame because you know I do enjoy Star Trek. I've loved Star Trek for a long, long time. I grew up with it. But I think I really do think that the the whole idea of bringing in Picard to the whole thing. Because let's face it, Patrick Stewart, he's getting on in years, and he really decided that he was done. He was done with the character. There's nothing more I can do with this character. And honestly, I, was, I agreed with him. He's done all he could with the character. It's time 
to move on. And then you get... We won't, we're not going to talk about the Star Trek movies because there's just a whole milieu of arguments for and against for various Star Trek movies. I understand them, but it's just not worth going into, really. Because it's not the movies that make or break a franchise in this particular instance. Not like Star Wars. Star Wars movies make or break the franchise. And the TV shows kind of help solve some issues and soothe some feathers that were ruffled with bad Star Wars movies with good Star Wars TV shows. Star Trek was always different. It always relied on the strength of its TV shows. And the movies were kind of those, let's just take a, an episode idea and expand it to full-length feature. Sometimes it worked. Uh, sometimes it didn't. And frankly, it never really affected the show itself. It just was one of those, oh yeah, the, the, Star, the Star Trek films, right, right. Yeah, you should only really watch uh, the even-numbered ones. The odd-numbered ones are usually pretty bad. Oh, and when you get to the next-generation movies, yeah, they're, none of them are any good. <laughs> Generations, no, not really good. There's mo good moments, but it's mostly kind of meh. And then you get to Nemesis, and you're like, oh, no. This is awful through and through. And there's, uh, there's, it just never affected the fandom, the movies. They just, it never affected that fan base. But when you start really fucking up the TV shows, and let's face it, Star Trek has had that history. Uh, the first season or two of a new series really has to scramble a bit and not, not a whole lot of it hits. This was true for the original series. This was true for Next Generation. This was true for Deep Space Nine and for Voyager. Voyager did start improving after its first uh, two seasons. Enterprise actually was kind of odd with that one because it was actually doing pretty good and was getting better and better through season one. <clears throat> and then season two happened and it all went to shit. So. And honestly, I can't, I don't care to watch any more Star Trek Discovery. I found all of first season insufferable, and I could care less about season two, or any subsequent seasons after that. So, that's gone. I've watched ten episodes of Star Trek Picard, and I never want to think about that show ever again. I don't care how many new episodes they're going to bring out. I just don't care. Just don't care. I don't know. Nowadays, everyone's kind of looking back and, and seeing various showrunners coming in, taking a beloved franchise, and then just turning it into a big pile of shit. And we see this so much with Star Wars and Star Trek and with Doctor Who and a whole bunch of other franchises, Ghostbusters, for example. 
and yeah, I can understand because as a fan, you you kind of feel you feel attached to these properties. But uh, honestly, I I've just lost interest in really getting mad about them anymore because you know that's one of the it's one something I like to say is the human constants. One of the the constant things that are going to occur in human life and that is death taxes and stupidity it's an inevitability it's just going to happen death is going to happen take us all that taxes are going to happen whether you want them to or not they're going to come for you stupidity not one human being is above doing something incredibly stupid at one point or another for some of us Stupid is a way of life. For others, we try desperately to not look like we're being stupid. But stupid decisions are going to occur, whether we want them to or not. So, when it comes to franchises, the constant there is stupid's going to happen. People are going to show up who have no business trying their hand at a particular show at a particular IP but they're going to do it anyway because someone's like someone knows someone who knows someone who recommended this idiot and boom you're going to get the show whether you wanted it or not as a fan however things have a way of working themselves out eventually when shows start hemorrhaging money uh, CBS with its all access, won't divulge the numbers of people who are actually watching their shows like Discovery or Picard. And they won't they won't tell anybody. Oh, there are numbers, they're private. And it's probably because if they were doing really, really well, they would be bragging constantly about how well this is doing. This was a gamble that was really paying off. Instead, they're like, ah, no, no, we're not going to talk about it. it. Those are private numbers. Uh, we're just going to say, uh, yeah, we're, uh, uh, we have the numbers and we're, uh, we're fine with those. And it, that's them saying, our numbers are shit. We're not making any money. This was a bad idea, but we don't know how to get out of it. <laughs> that's really what that boils down to. Really what it boils down to is, we've made a terrible mistake, but we can't possibly go back on it now. Yeah, there's not a whole lot we can really do as audience. Yeah, we can voice our displeasure, but honestly, if you're not willing to pay for it, then that's what's really going to drive uh, attention to your displeasure. If lots and lots of you say, yeah, no, I'm not spending any money on this. I think it's garbage and I'm not doing it. There, corp uh, Lots of these corporate studios, they're very, they're very slow very very slow to get the idea that they're doing something incredibly stupid they'll get it eventually and then pivot onto doing something else incredibly stupid it's just how it works it's how the industry works it sounds a little depressing when you think about it but look at it this way if you're able if you're not able to watch decent star trek there are lots of small independent guys that are out there creating their own kinds of fan-made content uh 
on YouTube, you can find uh, Axonar, which quite honestly looks fantastic, and I would love to see them actually go through and make that. The whole war between the Federation and the Klingon Empire. I would love to see that. If only CBS would get their head out of their ass and just kind of work with them on that. They'd make money, but eh. Corporates are going to do what corporates are going to do. I do hope that they actually, you know, get out there and, and get it made, because I will be the first one to watch that, because it looked really cool. Yeah, well, honestly, I don't know what else I can say about it. It's, it seems depressing, but never fear when major studios and major actors and showrunners start doing incredibly stupid, asinine things to beloved franchises, always know that there are de dedicated, independent filmmakers out there who want to create something that is incredible to see, incredible to watch, and they're always going to be there. They're going to help pull the, fan, the fandom through even these kind of sticking times, really. And who doesn't want some really good stuff from people who are like-minded like you? Well, that's about all I'm going to say about that for today. But, uh, hey, I'll catch you all next time, and stay safe, and I'll see you later.